I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, Courageous Managers Part 3, Intelligent Inclusion. We'll look at three inclusion tactics that the best companies use to increase their productivity and global results. Here's a nice little challenge. Two questions. Number one, when was the last time you felt excluded? And number two, who do you know who feels excluded in your organization? Or if you like, who feels excluded from your global management team or from your direct reports? When I ask global managers when they felt excluded or who they know who feels excluded, they say exclusion left them feeling unimportant, demotivated, devoid of creative and innovative ideas and delaying difficult decisions. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand the link between, on the one hand, demotivation, low innovation and poor decision making, and on the other hand, bad business results and bad company performance. As motivation, innovation and decision making get worse, so do business results. So this week, it's the final episode about the four characteristics that define a courageous manager. And this week, we're looking at inclusion. To start with, I think there's a big misunderstanding about what inclusion is and isn't. A lot of people confuse inclusion with involvement and empowerment. If you've been working from home in the last few months, probability is that you're working at least one hour extra every day. You're spending more time in meetings, albeit in Zoom and Skype and Microsoft Team meetings. And this is what researchers in the European Union have found out. And yet, you've probably heard most colleagues saying, I miss not being able to chat to people in the office or saying, I don't like being at home because I can't get up, walk across the office and ask my colleague a question. So according to the research, people are involved more in work because they're working longer hours and they're spending more time in groups and yet they feel more isolated than ever. And that's why inclusion is not about involvement. So if inclusion is not about involvement and empower, what is it? And more importantly, how can we intelligently use inclusion to push up productivity? I'm going to share with you three inclusion tactics that successful companies already use to push up productivity. Tactic number one, put accountability with inclusion. The rationale here is quite simple. If you want to avoid a decision, the best way is to set up a committee because a committee is full of people who want to analyse the situation, they want their opinions to be heard, but they don't want to be responsible for implementing the decisions. That's why we build teams at work and not committees. Accountability is saying to your people, yes, you can voice your opinion, you should voice your opinion, but we need you to be responsible for the outcomes. And in a global organisation, you're separated by distance from local managers. If you put accountability in and make it clear what the local managers are responsible for, not only do they feel included, if you give them the space and freedom to take action, you automatically increase their motivation levels and their engagement levels. 
and there's a direct link between higher motivation and better business results. Tactic number two, use intelligent inclusion, which is also known as your common sense. So by common sense, I mean your personal judgment. Sometimes a global manager will come to me wanting to involve all of his group in every decision. He comes to me, I run for the hills because we're running a business, not an intergovernmental United Nations type summit. The speed of decision making is vital. The best companies know this, the best managers know this, so they consciously include the people who have value to add to a decision. And in practice, that means not inviting everybody to every meeting, not checking with every manager before you take a simple decision. The problem is there are no hard and fast rules about what is and what isn't common sense. At its heart is a subjective decision, and that's exactly what it should be. So leading with common sense leads to what I call intelligent inclusion. Tactic number three, know your assumptions. The best companies and the best global managers that I work with realize that the source of all innovation and creative product development comes from one thing, questioning your assumptions. We all make assumptions about how the world works, assumptions about our suppliers, our customers, colleagues, and processes. We make assumptions all of the time. The problem is we get blind to the assumptions that we make. We shouldn't make the assumption that all company cultures or all national cultures are such that people want to be involved in a democratic decision-making process. Some cultures, company cultures, some national cultures have people who want an authoritative leader. They want an autocrat as a manager. Inclusion for them is being there and listening to what the manager tells them to do. The assumption that everybody wants to express their opinion to a more powerful senior manager is exactly that. It's an assumption. Here's a brilliant example of how that works. Earlier on in my career, I was in India with a group of managers. The culture of this particular company was very paternalistic in India, which in many ways matches the culture in Indian society. I was amazed at how their German boss didn't fall into the trap of having an open debate about a big decision they had to take. Instead, the German boss told the group of managers in the meeting he was open to their ideas, told them what he wanted doing, and then very cleverly he spent the coffee breaks, the end of meetings and conversations over lunch and dinner, making sure he connected with each of the managers one-to-one. And he wasn't talking cricket or computers, He intelligently used those private conversations to tease out what each person thought. And then armed with all that data that he'd gathered, he was able to review his choice and improve it. And all the managers felt included. So I'm sure the German boss would have behaved differently in his home country. Dusseldorf is not Delhi. But this German boss knew exactly what his assumptions were. He knew how the organisation worked and he knew about how power was distributed in the organisation. And because of that, he became far faster at navigating the decision-making process and getting high-quality decisions taken quickly. To sum up, above all, inclusion is about listening to people and make sure you connect involvement to accountability and business results. Because when we include people, Motivation goes up, engagement goes up, 
and it becomes much easier to run a global operation. And my final point is this, any manager can spend time listening to the opinions of other people, but it's a courageous manager that demands dialogues with accountability. I'm Stephen Hunt. Thank you for listening. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence and the power of clarity to grow their business.